Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we're here today to discuss Episode 7 of Jessica Jones on Netflix. Uh, A.K.A. Top Shelf Perverts. <laughs> I love that so much. I'm a Top Shelf Pervert. You have to That's arrest me. A... <laughs> you have to send me to Supermax. I'm Supermax. a Top Shelf Pervert. Oh, man. And then... Oh. And she just she stands up and breaks out, like to show what considerable strength she has. Right, right. real quick. Spoiler alert, by the way. Uh, just so you know, we're talking about Jessica Jones episode seven. So if you're not caught up, uh, go away. Uh, it's such a good show, and this episode was amazing. Uh, this may be my favorite episode, probably just because of the David Tennant factor. Um, There's so much David Tennant factor. So much. He really. Oh, okay. So, spoiler alert. Those of you who don't want to know are gone by now. All right. David Tennant, in this episode, started to just really... Oh, his, him professing his love. His sick, twisted love for Jessica. There's just nothing that can be done about him. Like... He, he's irredeemable at this point. I mean, oh, that's even hard to say. Uh, but, like... He... He's so sick. Like, he's sick. He's not, he's not evil. He's not malevolent, necessarily. He's sick in the head. He thinks what he's doing... He thinks that him and Jessica are these two figures that stand above everyone else, and he's trying to prove to her they belong together. Yeah. And that whole, like, that whole line of just, like, you'll see... Or I'm hoping that you'll see what I realize is that we're meant for each other. We're inevitable. We're meant to be together. Yeah, we're inevitable. Oh my gosh, yeah. How can you forget that line? We're inevitable. I'm hoping that you will realize what I have realized. We're inevitable. He's just so creepy. David Tennant is so good on this show. (laughs) I haven't seen anything of David Tennant since Doctor Who. And I know he's been on a few shows. um, But, like... That just honestly, they just didn't look like that interesting of shows to me. Uh, but this, oh, I'm so glad he's found. Uh, this, this, he's just so so killer in this role. So killer. Going back to the police station, what I, one of the things that I really, really, really loved is that we finally get like a good solid, uh, a good solid tie-in to Daredevil through Officer Brett Mahoney. Oh, which one's Brett Mahoney? I'm sorry, I missed that. The guy that. Foggy was giving his mom cigars. Oh yes, yes. Was he was he at the police station? I didn't see that. Yeah, he was the one that walked in and was like, "Jessica Jones, you're free to go." Oh, I didn't even catch that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then like as they walk out, he's the one that holds the gun to um, the other detective's head. Uh, Simmons. Uh, Simpson. No, no. Who's Simpson? Simpson is the guy that Trish's. Right, name. right, right. I think he had an S name too, though. I don't remember. <laughs> I watched it last night. It's been a, been a few minutes. We're calling him Detective Yurik, anyway. I mean, that's what you've been calling him. <laughs> he looks like Yurik. Clemens. Clemens, that's it. Office, or Detective Clemens. Detective Clemens. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder... It's like, this is a show where, on Daredevil, the cops really mattered. Honestly, everyone on Daredevil matters. I feel yeah. like on this show, because of his superpower, Jessica Jones and Kilgrave are like the only two characters that really matter, and everyone else is just like 
destruction in the wake of this relationship. And it's make it's putting Jessica Jones in this horrible position where it's, it's, as long as she's trying to fight him and not especially trying to capture him, oh, he's just there's n- nothing that can be done. He, there's no there's no way to, there's no way to save everyone around her, you know. Yeah. God, and, and she speaking, tries. Speaking and she tries of, and you can see it. Speaking of um, the young boy that died this episode, Ruben. Ruben. Oh, Ruben! Poor Ruben! Poor Ruben! Poor Ruben! And not He's only so- did, not only like did he have to cut his own throat, but like Ugh. he got his head ripped off. Yeah. Oh my gosh. In a very terrible plan. Manual decapitation. You are always surprising me. <laughs> uh, uh, and that's just so creepy, too, that he's just okay with that. Oh, yeah. He, he doesn't have any morals at all. He's completely... He's uh, like, what are morals? He's not, he's, not, he's not like a... He's a bad guy inherently, obviously. But he's not out for evil. Like, he is just out for his own whatever. Like, he's, he's lived this weirdly charmed and in, in the in the true sense of the word charmed life where he yeah. like everything he wants he has everything he asks for he gets and so well, yeah, he he mentioned in the last episode that um he's no good at small talk normally he just speaks and gets what he wants oh there's a certain amount of like sweetness to him in that scene where he's like legitimately trying to win her over like he's just a man in love Oh gosh, it's so creepy! It's, it's so creepy, so great! <laughs> oh man, I just I just relished this episode. Uh, it was so good. It's pro- probably my favorite episode so far. And there's still six more. Uh huh. We're half. <laughs> we're over halfway. Over halfway. Well, we're we're at halfway at this point. I mean, we've watched seven. There's six, so we're this inher- is yeah inherently over halfway. <laughs> no, I'm saying like of, of what we've talked about, we're. We're a little over halfway now. Yeah. Or we're, we're right at... This is the stick episode. Yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh. it's. Ooh, I want <laughs> more. I want to watch it all tonight. I really don't want to stop. I, <laughs> this is the hardest show not to marathon on I've ever, I've ever had. And we're, we're, <laughs> we're getting a few days ahead of ourselves uh, just so we can release them over the holidays and everything. Uh, this will probably drop, what, uh, Thursday or Friday? Uh, this... This one would be the Thursday episode, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, h- happy Thanksgiving! Hey, happy Thanksgiving! Hey. <laughs> it's uh, we're a couple days before that, but we're recording so we can, you know, see our families and such. Yeah, Marvel we're almost recording so that you can watch more Jessica Jones. Yeah. Uh, Let's Mar- be honest. Marvel is uh, almost didn't let us see our family. Uh, <laughs> They're trying. <laughs> I'm I'm tempted. I'm supposed to go. Uh, so so my family holiday. Just to give a little quick uh, discussion of personal things. Uh, my family holidays. My family lives an hour and a half away. They are planning to go three hours away from that at eight a.m. So if I want to be there, I have to be at my family's house at eight a.m. and leave with them to go uh, to the other family part of the family that's three hours away to sp- go have lunch with my great-grandmother who is about 100 years old at this point, and that's not a... I'm not being silly. I think she's like 90, 99 or 98. Um, Jeez. Yeah, right? Like she, She's pretty impressive, too. There's a video of her doing the Cupid Shuffle a couple years ago. And that <laughs> is pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Uh, anyway, so to get, all, to get to all of that, I want to see my great-grandmother. It, I know she's not going to be with us for too many more years, uh, but I have a show that ends at 1230 in Birmingham... <laughs> 
And so I'm going to have to drive an hour and a half, sleep three hours, drive another three hours. It's, I may just, I may end up skipping it and just watching all of Jessica Jones um, <laughs> on Thursday. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, podcast. I know Jeff can't do that, but. <laughs> That's rude. Whatever, man. Uh, y- you know, dodge the family and come do podcasts with me on Thursday. <laughs> no. Come on, man. I ain't got come, come on. Come okay. on. Anyway. We really get a lot of uh, a lot of good Malcolm in this episode. Like, he's sober, and he's trying to do really good, and then, like, he's trying to help Jessica out a lot, and he's, he's really putting himself out on the line for her in a lot of ways. Yeah. I really would like him to survive the series. <laughs> Me too. I'm so scared. But I'm so scared for him. Black. What'd you say? I'm scared because he's black, and like the traditional <laughs> thing in film is to kill the black character. Only in in horror movies, I think is that. Which no, I mean, this man. has this has like a ben horror Urich. vibe. Done. That, that one example does not make a trend. <laughs> <laughs> it's the the stereotype you're talking about is horror movies. The black character dies. Well, often this is first. the psychological thriller, which is yeah. Similar. You could say that. Often in in horror movies, the black character dies first. In like yeah. a lot of '80s horror movies. Yeah, uh, but I just I just think he just so he's, he's so, so sweet. Yeah. He's so sweet and likable that he is the character that if I if we lost him I think it would hurt a lot. Especially and seeing, he's got such a, like a tragic arc and like we're in his redemption phase and we just we really want him to be fully redeemed. Well, I feel like he is fully redeemed, and that's what's that's what worries me. He like he conquered heroin addiction. Like that's hard, hard to that's do. That's real tough. And he did it, even though he'd been addicted for six months or whatever, uh, being forced to do so and probably being pretty heavily addicted. He just, like, gave it up as soon as he's outside of Kilgrave's, you know, powers. So I, I just, I would hate to see, I would hate to lose him. Mm. And then Jessica wanting to go to Supermax. It's just, it's weird that she would want that to happen. But, like, I can see kind of why. Like, she thinks that there's no other alternative. There's no other way. Her plan is not a bad one. Her plan is not a bad one. It would just. Her plan's a terrible one. (laughs) What do you mean? She's in Supermax prison. She, they, like, she sees all of the, uh, you know, the, the cameras would capture him and he'd be, like, busted. At least he would. Pr- they prove that he would. Ex- he exists, and that's what well, that, that's what they're trying to he, do. He proved in the police station that he doesn't need like he doesn't or uh, he can't be shown to have existed. I, yeah, I don't know about that though. Like, Her- he can force the people to just erase the footage. Yes, if uh, if they're if they have as easily erasable footage as this small police station, and the, the whole point was. You, you, you knew I'd come for you. You just didn't expect it would be this soon. Like, she knows in Supermax she's going to have a lot more protection. It's going to be a lot more for him to get through. Uh, but in this dinky, dinky uh, police station, Hell's Kitchen police station, he, he can come in and, you know, brainwash three people and all evidence is gone, you know. Or 15 people, whatever. I was like, it was a lot more than three people in there. Yeah, that's true. It's and then... Uh, his when his exiting line, like in thirty seconds, you'll all realize this is a hilarious joke and let Jessica Jones go free. That was so disconcerting. Them all laughing was such a disconcerting uh, image <laughs> yeah. and audio. Like just 
Uh, stop laughing. Stop laughing. It's not funny at all. And just uh, the fact that he's able to just walk out of there with a head in a bag. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, the fact God. that she walked in with a head in a bag. I knew that's what it was as soon as I saw the bag. But I just I, I was a little shocked. We just watched a show where the hero of our tale uh, ripped a guy's head off with her bare hands and dumped it on a police station desk. A friendly neighbor's head. Yeah, 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 exactly. This was not... Uh, I could see Daredevil doing something like this, or like a, a, a more upstanding hero, but it would have to be like a villain's head, you know? Maybe. I, I don't think I could see Daredevil doing this. I I would see the Punisher doing this. Sure, sure, sure. But it would always... Even the Punisher, who's a lot more on the outside of things, I feel like he would have to be like like a villain's head that he's doing that to. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. Th- this was just insane. This was really insane. Her, her just descent into madness over Kilgrave is just so tragic. It's so incredibly tragic. Yep, it really, really is. Gah. And then we got Simpson going rogue, like, watching the watching the house and not telling anybody that he knows that Kilgrave is there. Ugh. Their, their relationship is starting to remind me, and not necessarily in all ways, but in the epicness and the way he, that Kilgrave views it uh, of Batman the Joker. Or he, he is reminding me a lot of the Joker. The, yeah. way he, the way he loves... The Joker loves Batman. The Joker doesn't exist without Batman. Yeah, the Joker is is he thinks he thinks they're you know meant to be together in some weird way. Yeah, um, and I just the way the way that Kilgrave is loving her is just it's so grounded. It's so grounded. The, all this crazy superpower stuff, but it's so grounded. The relationships feel so real, and he feels like a real stalker, just like a real messed up individual like what happens what happens <laughs> when you make someone all powerful person. he gets ultimately super corrupted and now he's just super crazy he's he's gotten everything he wanted his whole life and now he's just super super crazy yeah and she's the only thing person excuse me person that's ever walked away from me uh yeah and, and that's that was such a Oh my gosh, another line that was beautiful <laughs> and so so perfect he's like He's like, I'm new to love, but I've, but I, I'm new to love, but I'm familiar with the concept. I've seen I, TV. I, <laughs> I watch. That's so perfect. It's so naive and so uh, just nuts, but also something you could absolutely see. Like he's like emotionally like a 15 year old. Yeah, he doesn't understand how to human emotion. At all. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Okay. I'm I'm blown away by this episode, and it was all that scene. Like the whole episode was good, but it was all building toward that scene. Honestly, this whole series has been building to that scene. And, <laughs> for you, uh, I'm, no, I think for everyone. Like that's <laughs> that's the big scene. We saw the Kilgrave reveal of like who he is. He doesn't hate Jessica at all, which is the huge reveal of this episode. He wants to be with Jessica, and like I thought he wanted to control Jessica. She was his favorite plaything. All of that. I yeah. did not expect that he was in love with her in this sick, sick way. I was so like I was so waiting for him to just immediately take control of her, like put your hands down, and, like walk toward me, all, all of that stuff. Oh, and gosh. 
then he's just like, I have no plans to control you. I want you to come to me of your own decision. Like, what? Oh, my gosh. And then she offers to go with him, uh, and he's like, no, but you wouldn't be choosing it. You wouldn't be choosing it. It's so, he says this, like, oh. Oh, that scene, I, I, gotta, I need to watch that scene like 16 more times. It was so good. But you got to watch episode eight. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> Which is why we casted this tonight. We were originally going to get do, do this cast later in the week, and I was like, we get a cast now. We got to cast now because I got to watch episode eight. You were so lucky that I watched this episode before I went to work today. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want to like, watch episode eight tonight and cast about it, I'm down. <laughs> 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 just saying, just saying. Like, no pressure. I woke up at my normal time, and I normally have enough time. Like I, I keep myself having enough time to like do things like laundry if I if I miss it, or, or like make my food for the week if I miss it on the weekend or whatever. And like if I have all of that spare time, I, I have enough time to watch an episode of something. And it's nice. generally on Wednesday I'll watch um, Agents of Shield before work. But that didn't come on last night, no, so I was just not. like, "I'm gonna just tag episode seven real quick and uh, and watch that." It was super, super good. Um, so I have no problems with this episode, and I have so many nice things to say. Um, yeah, but I, there, think, I think I've said a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, there's not enough to be said that's great about this episode, and. Oh, I just I can't wait for more. Yeah, yeah. We'll be back tomorrow with more. I think that's I think that's a good place to leave it. Oh we, yeah, uh, we are unsated with our Jessica Jones desires. I want more, more. Uh, okay, we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with Forty Five Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Uh, check us out at mcucast.com. And if you want to leave some feedback, hit us up at mcucast on Twitter, Facebook.com/slash/mcucast. Uh, mcucast at gmail.com or give us a phone call at 573-CAST-MCU that's 573-CAST-MCU you can leave a voicemail and we will play it here on the show uh, we've got a lot of Jessica Jones feedback already and I'm pretty sure we've got more to come and we'll probably do some feedback on the next episode tomorrow so uh, thank you everybody for hanging out with us we'll be back tomorrow with episode 8 of Jessica Jones until next time true believers 